What's up, y'all? It's Tyler from Tyler and Adeem. I have my very special guest with me today. My man, my partner, my rock, my number one friend, my ride or die, the main beach, the baddest puta, my baby Adeem. <laughs> That's right. Give it up for the baddest bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just wanted to come on here and talk really briefly about um, job hunting, careers, resumes, interviews, that kind of stuff. We know a lot of people are out of work. A lot of people are looking for work. So um, this is just a chance to kind of like share our experiences and hopefully share some things that you guys may find helpful. So just to start, um, let's talk about when you're not a good fit for a job. Crazy, right? Like I have left jobs before and have always thought like, you know, um, I'm leaving here for a good reason. This is not a good fit for me. However, I've never felt like I was in a position where I wasn't a good fit for the job. And it's interesting because you have that experience. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and what, what that was like for you? So um, there have been uh, a couple times in my life where I felt that I wasn't a good fit for a job that was advertised to me differently, <laughs> differently than what it, what the job expectations and requirements actually were. And that turned out to me like to not be a good fit. So for example, I was a uh, construction superintendent for, I want to say maybe like 10 months. And it was the job description uh, made the company of seem you know, very like hands on, very uh, work with you uh, when things aren't going right. You you wouldn't be working like crazy overtime. Um, and if there were, you know, they, ju they just seemed a bit more amicable than what it actually was. But in turn, it actually uh, ended up being uh, not really a good fit with my goals, my uh, with what I wanted to become, you know, moving forward. And they just <laughs> turned me into a into a workhorse where it got to a point where I just couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. And also it, it was to the point where they didn't see anything wrong with me with with overworking me, but either not coming up with some additional compensation and uh, just not trying to find some ways to lighten my load. They just didn't have the resources, I guess, or they just didn't want to listen to the ideas that I was bringing to them, the plans that I was bringing to them to make some much needed changes. And this wasn't a good fit for me. That was the worst experience, but there was also one where it just, you know, my skill set, and this one was a little bit lighter, but uh, like I was working in a daycare, um, and it just seemed like my skill set, like my overall skill set, just not was not really all that applicable <laughs> to be working with kids and to being a part of their developmental stages in their lives, you know. So, yeah, it it can be either or. And for me, I had both, either and or. <laughs> so it just was interesting to me that you weren't a good fit. Like you discovered that you personally were not a good fit for a job, mm -hmm. and. That was just really curious to me, like I said, because, again, I feel like I've left jobs here and they're like, okay, no, the salary is too low or I don't have good benefits or, you know, I really hate this company. Like, I've left for those reasons, but I've never left, you know, feeling like, oh, this just, I just wasn't, I didn't belong here. Mm -hmm. 
So that was interesting. I think um, one thing that I want to tell anybody who's listening is do not settle for anything if you are not comfortable and you are not happy. I understand that sometimes you have to do whatever you got to do to survive, to get a dollar, to, to stay ahead, you know, to do whatever you got to do. I understand that sometimes you got to take that crappy job, that job. You know, my first job out of college, I made $12 an hour. I only got paid when the children were in school. I had no benefits, nothing. Okay. Uh, every two weeks, I think I was bringing home just about $600, which was my quarter, you know, of the rent that I was when I was living with three other people. Yeah. Um, so it was a really, really, really tough situation. Don't know how I would have survived if I didn't have three other roommates. Um, but I chose to leave that company because I knew that I needed health care. I needed health benefits and I needed more pay. I needed something more reliable. I needed something with paid holidays off, you know. Um, so I left for those reasons. So I would just say to anybody who's not happy, look, do what you got to do to get that job. Secure that first job. Get that money. Get that experience. And as soon as you're able, get out. Do not feel obligated to stay at any of these companies because, you know, you're so grateful that they gave you a job. Honey, that is a ruse, okay? Yes. That is that is the wool that they are pulling over our eyes, you know? all the, the, That's them getting over on us, basically. They're trying to make you feel like you don't deserve to have your job so that you work hard every single day and giving your last, you know, giving all of your effort, giving all of your time just so that you can dedicate your life to this company when if you die, you know, if you move on to another job, they'll replace you in the next couple of days, in a week, two weeks. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are or what your position is. You can and will be replaced if and when the time comes. So do not sacrifice your life to these companies and get little to no nothing in return. Okay, that's why I haven't felt guilty about you know, job hop, like once I even got in the healthcare industry, you know, I don't think it's really a secret, but I guess I'll just say it again quickly is that I am in pursuit of medical school and I would like to be a doctor. Um, but I, I knew that I had some things that I had to get, some work experiences that I had to get. You know, I knew that I needed to get, first of all, a job in healthcare. And then secondly, a job that puts me in direct contact with like patient care and that kind of stuff which is kind of how I got into research um, or why I thought research was a good, a good fit for me. And it turned out to be, it did, it did. And um, so, so, and then once I even got into research, didn't stop until I then got the salary that I deserved, you know, don't, don't waste your time somewhere being miserable. Don't do that. So, um, cause I think that's an interesting thing. Like our generations are not doing that anymore. You know, a lot of us have parents or grandparents who are like, Oh yeah, man, I've been working at this company 20, 30, 40 years. You know, that's insanity to me. I can't even imagine that. But of course things were different when they were working for job. You know, when you're, when our parents and grandparents were working, you know, pensions were around, <laughs> you know, like most people don't get a pension anymore. You know, these are not the realities for the millennial and Gen Z. Yeah, I workers mean, of the world. Mortgages were more affordable. You know, food was more affordable. Renting was more affordable. Yeah, goodness. You know, even I have young parents, and um, and even when they were 
our age now. You know, you could get by and make a good job and get a good career with maybe just a high school diploma and some work experience. Now they make it seem like, honey, good luck making over 40, 50K yeah. if you only have a bachelor's degree. So that, it's crap. <laughs> but, um, but I also want to say, too, that to anybody who is feeling like, oh, I have to go to school and, you know, you feel like you're up against this wall and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like paying for school is expensive. I don't really want to go. I would say really try your best to do as much research as you can. Google as much as you can. Use LinkedIn. Connect yourself with people who are in the industry that you're trying to get into. Do whatever networking that's possible. Use Instagram. Use Twitter. These things are out there for free for you to use to connect with people. And a lot, I mean, more often than not, people are willing to talk to you and to talk about their experience. I mean, for God's sake, who doesn't love hearing their own voice? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, do that before you decide and take a leap and dedicate yourself to getting a degree and getting yourself potentially in debt. You know, make sure that you have to have a degree. Sometimes you might be far enough along in your career where your experience trumps, you know, maybe the education. Yeah. Or maybe you might find that what you bring to the table is enough and you don't have to go to school. You know, now if you find that you do have to go to school, like, again, I'm in pursuit of becoming a doctor, which means that I have to pursue medical school. So I know that that means that I have to have, an, you know, obviously an undergraduate degree. And in a lot of people that I've spoken with and talked to, um, a lot of people have recommended getting a master's degree in between. So, yes. And I'm also in a master's program. Ow, ow, <laughs> pop, pop it. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I have learned that I kind of have had to, to do the schooling and have had to do these things. A lot of people do not. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. Yeah, do your research. Some some of these places do not require the like like the minimum might be an associates, the minimum might be high school education. Some some professions do not require all of that money spent. Right. I would also want to say this too that um, whether or not you have a college degree, whether or not you are, you know, a CEO or not, whether or not you work at a Fortune 500 company or not, whatever the fuck else, do not ever feel less than. As long as you are satisfied and content with your job, that's all that matters. I think that everybody has a niche. I think that there's too much crap where we're telling people like, oh, you got to hustle, you got to hustle, got to hustle. Not everybody wants to be a hustler. You know, not everybody wants to do that. You... You can run into to problems when there's too many leaders and, and not enough followers. You know, know that there's a time to lead and know that when there's a time to follow. Some, sometimes, and following has a negative connotation to it, but, but learn when to say, actually, instead of doing a whole lot of talking, I can fall back and learn something. I think that's the important thing, too. Don't think of following as like, oh, I'm a mindless drone. No, think of it as this is my opportunity to learn something. And baby, once you learn that, that skill is yours. That skill goes on your resume. So um, I guess I don't want to go on for days and days at a time, but I guess if I had to give like a couple little quick tidbits of advice, I would say this. When you apply for a job, 
make sure that you look on the job that you're applying for, look at the job description and see if any of the words that are listed in the in the responsibilities and the duties are listed um, in your on your resume. Um, I have been told countless number of times from colleges to actual businesses and companies and people who use different software to run resumes that a lot of times if you don't often have the hot words that they have listed on the job description, then a literal computer will skip right over your resume. It won't even reach the hiring manager or the HR person or whatever. So make sure that you do your research. Also, there's nothing wrong with having 10 resumes. You can have a resume and tailor it to the specific jobs or industries that you're applying to, right? So like at one point, I was in between kind of like healthcare, customer service type jobs. So I had a resume that I use to try and get myself into research, but I also had a resume that I would use to try and like further myself along in customer service if and when I felt like I needed to like apply to those kinds of jobs. I did the same thing. Yeah. And it worked too. It did. It did. <laughs> um, I would say for your interviews, go in there, be prepared. Don't go in there trying to think of like all these like huge lies and things that you're going to have to cover up and all of those kinds of things. I understand that is that you can fib here and there, but you don't want to create these huge huge hole like lies and then end up creating holes in your stories or creating gaps in your work experience or things like that that you're going to have to explain because you don't want them to have any reason to question your integrity and to question your resume. Do not do that. Um, I will say in the past, you know, I have maybe had a coworker say that they were in a different role than what they actually were to get ahead, but be careful about that too. Not everybody has a friend who was getting their PhD at the time who was able to say, oh, yeah, I can use my business email and like, you know, and answer this for you or accept this telephone call mm -hmm. for you. So just be careful about that. Um, oh, and on your resume, be very careful about the formatting. You don't have to do a lot of like dramatic formatting. I know what people think that it helps your resume stand out. But actually, it can be like really distracting and it, and people can actually be disinterested in it because they're like, you're just doing too much. I have 50 resumes that I need to get through. And the fact that you have a tidbit here, a color there, an icon here, a photo here is too much. They just want to read what they need to read and be done with it. Also, when you list a list, when you list like where you work and your jobs and responsibilities, when you make your bullet points, you don't have to have 50 bullet points for each. Don't be afraid to collapse some things all into one. So instead of saying like, okay, well, I answered the phone. I left voice messages. I helped with schedules. No, just shorten it up. Instead of having five individual bullet points for those things, make it maybe into one or two and say like, performed clerical duties such as. Also, <laughs> make sure that your resume is in the correct tense. Don't have parts of your resume be in past tense and some of it be in future tense. The only time that that's acceptable is when you're talking about the job that you currently have and the things that you're currently doing versus the things that you've done in the past. But don't have old jobs be in present tense. You know, if I worked a job in 2003, I don't say currently performing, you know, currently answering phone calls or, or like assisting with schedule creation. No, you say like, created schedules. You know what I mean? Make sure that it's all in the same same tense. Um, a lot of people might look for that. 
And more often than not, all those weirdos and all those a-holes who correct you on Twitter, they might be the person behind, you know, trying to hire you. So you never know that they might be that person that's going to be like, oh, well, they had a past tense bullet point on their current job. So it's a really easy, it's easier than you think. It really is. If you're currently doing it, leave it in present tense. If you did it in the past, put it in the past tense. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do I have any other? <laughs> I think that no, but those are good. Like I mean, I, I, I like I have learned some of those things um, over the years. Um, and then also, when you go in for your interview, try your best to prepare. Look, Google, research, look, look for questions that they might ask people typically in your industry. Again, utilize network like social networking um, to maybe reach out to people and ask like what kind of questions they were asked or like, how should you prepare? Um, and again, if you can't reach anybody, that happens. But then try your best to think about what are some questions that they might ask me and really sit down with yourself and kind of like talk yourself through it. Because more often than not, you might find that you're like me who rambles a lot and it might take me like five minutes to get to the point of what I'm saying when if I just practice, I can just be concise and to the point in 30 seconds, you know? Um, you also don't want to be one of those people who stumble either and like, uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, they hate that. Again, people, people like their time is valuable. Your time is valuable. So say what you have to say and be done with it. Um, gosh, just take your time to, to do a lot of good, uh, research. So, um, questions that people always ask is, why are you looking to leave your previous company? Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. Why are you interested in our company? Why are you looking to leave your previous company? What makes you a good candidate for X and XYZ uh, role, you know, that you're applying for? Things like that. Be mindful of um, salary um, salary ranges. I think that's a big thing because... Yes. Yeah, oh, my God. Gotta... Let me stop you, though. That's okay, a good go point. Only, only pausing you here because that's a really good point. Make sure you do your research on the salaries. Learn and understand what the salary ranges are and why they are the way they are right like like some like in my job you can get paid literally as you know the, on the lower end of the spectrum 30 40k but then you can also make above six figures so it just depends that range is because it depends on your experience and your education so if you have advanced degrees but you you know have no experience they might pay you somewhere in the middle maybe they'll pay you a little bit less if you have 10 years of experience but no degree, again, it just varies. So, so learn what the ranges are and look at things like Glassdoor and, um, and uh, there's also like Google reviews of some sort that you can look up, look up the companies to see like the kinds of things that people have said who worked there, like what their experiences were like. Um, you know, cause of, and, and of course companies are always going to want to lowball you. They are never going to be like, Oh my God, you're so wonderful. Here's the top dollar amount that we can pay you. No, they're going to want to cut corners and save a dime everywhere they can. So do not accept the first offer. Okay. See if they're negotiable. You can ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. It doesn't, it, it, and if they give you pushback and say, no, they really can't do anymore. And you're satisfied with that salary. Fine. But at least you asked. Because you're going to, you know, you might find out, oh, actually, they're, they're going to be willing to go up a dollar or two. They might be. You just have to ask. Um, sorry, I thought I paused you. No, I mean, that was pretty much my point that I was going to make. So. Um, oh, and when you have your interviews, make sure that you go prepared. So have current copies of your resume, your CV, whatever. Um, 
I used to actually bring my degree, like my diplomas with me. They don't, no one ever asks to see your diploma. Um, but because it's like a part of your background <laughs> check. So you don't have to do that. Don't sweat it. Just make sure you have updated copies of your resume, contact information, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you dress the part. I always say it's better to overdress than underdress. My very freaking first job at Rita's Water Ice, I went in my winter dress code, which was, uh, you know, sport coat, tie, khakis, you know, whatever. So I went dressed like that, and the manager, was he hired me on the spot. He was like, you showed up to a Rita's Water Ice interview with a tie on and a jacket. Like, I'm impressed. And hired me right then, like right then and there. there you go. So you know, you just never, you never, you just never, 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 ever know. Um, and also, when you after your interview, make sure that you follow up with the with the folks who you interviewed with. So typically, what I like to do is I might wait, like, um, you know, I might I might wait a little bit. Well, it depends. You there's two things that you can do, and I've done this. I've done this both ways. I have waited. You know, I haven't said anything and I might wait like a week. And then after about a week or so, I'll say, thank you for the opportunity to interview. I was wondering if the, if like I can, when I can expect to hear back mm-hmm. about this, you know, because then I feel like if I've given you a week and you haven't said anything to me, then either tell me no or tell me that you're still working on it. Agreed. So that, so that's that. Or conversely, many, many, many people do this right after the interview that day, they'll make sure that they... Um, either send an email or actually send like a handwritten card to the company thanking them for their time um, and just thanking them for the opportunity to interview. So just it's just a way to kind of show gratitude and a kind of a way to show that like you're a person who was like, you know, respectable and classy and, you know, you are appreciative of people's time and you're grateful for your for any and all opportunities. I think that like that kindness goes a long way. Um I don't know. I, I think that's it. I think if I give any more tips, y'all going to have to pay me. Okay? <laughs> Period. Dropping gems for free. <laughs> no, but I just, I hope that just even if it like helps one person get a job, I hope that it helps. And if you guys have any questions, if you need any further advice, um, please feel free to contact Adeem and I via email at tylerandadeem at gmail.com. T-Y-L-E-R-A-N-D. A H D E E M at gmail.com. Okay. As always, I'll make sure that um, I post our uh, email, you know, just in case I was speaking too fast. Who can't hear me? I'll make sure that it's written uh, in the description of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it having you, baby. Love your opinion. You be dropping the gems, girl. We done drop gems. Somebody owe us some money. <laughs> Send my check. <laughs> Run me my money. I expect certified mail <laughs> in the next two to three business days. <sighs> okay, any last thoughts? Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I don't know. So, like, things that I think about, like, from phone interview references. Oh, references. Make sure that you have solid references make sure that you have dependable references people who are going to speak well about you on your behalf Mm -hmm. okay
don't 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 use the job that fired you and then have them do your references. And I know that that maybe is common sense to some, but it's not common to everyone. And don't make um, a reference that hating ass lady who sit at the front desk who always talking about somebody else's baby daddy. And right. Child. Don't pick the hating ass person either because they don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you move on to the next thing. Um, also. If you're leaving a job and going on to something else, try your very best to end things as amicably as possible. I know it's so tempting to want to throw your hands up and be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And like, throw the computer out the window, tell everybody to kiss your ass, dot, 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 dot. You know, I know that that probably is so tempting, but so don't do it. Don't do it because you never know when you're going to need that next reference, you know, Girl, what if you go back to school? They're going to need professional references too. Not just jobs. So just try your very best to end things as amicably as you can so that you could potentially use, you know, whoever from your previous job or your previous position as a reference. You just never know. And I know it's a pain in the ass because there are so many coworkers, managers, supervisors, bosses who you want to just be like, bitch, lick a pair of donkey balls and get the fuck away from me. So, um... So, yeah, I hope that that was helpful. <laughs> if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, any feedback, we welcome it. Please send us an email. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a good day. Bye.